0: Many are getting rich, many are failing, and many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith the Holy Spirit and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the Senior Pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and President of Ebenezer Kolipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered and, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Hallelujah.
1: Overcomers Nation. Overcomers Nation. 2023. The Promised Land. Appreciate the Lord once again. Are we excited to be in church this morning? If you are excited, I want you to do it better. Appreciate our Lord Jesus Christ, the owner and builder of this church. And help me appreciate our Father. Can we be on our feet? Let's appreciate our Father. My Father, your Father, our Prophet, Reverend Epinezogronipa. Daddy, we say thank you. Hallelujah. Kindly be seated in the presence of the Lord. We receive miracles from God. And we give back back our testimony to God as a sign of our appreciation. Hallelujah. We have some brothers and sisters among us who want to share what the Lord has done for them, the goodness of the Lord. Let's appreciate God for the miracle testimonies that we are about to share. Hallelujah. Our first testifier for today, her name is Sister Kaba. And she says that three terrible years of unemployment finally disgraced. Hallelujah. And this happened on 7th February. Let's appreciate the Lord for this powerful testimony. She says, first of all, I want to appreciate Reverend Ebenezer Konipa for the great things the Lord is using him for. For the past three years now, my husband has been home without a job. But to the glory of God, he has found a new job and he has begun working. Let's appreciate the Lord. Three years of unemployment as a husband is very difficult. Are we happy to hear this testimony? We can do it better. appreciate him once again. The louder your clap, the closer your miracles. Hallelujah. His new job offers him a better salary than his previous one. Hallelujah. I want to testify to the glory of God for the amazing things he's using this ministry. I believe this year he will do more. Hallelujah. Our next testifier says, I won election by grace and this also happened on 5th of February. She says, Mrs. Elizabeth Agbedo is my name. This is what the Lord Jesus has done for me. I stood for general secretary position for NASPA, that is a National Service uh, Personnel Association. And to the glory of God, I won the election this past Wednesday and that was first february let's give it up to god once again she continued to say i have 363 votes and my opponents had 166 votes let's appreciate god for this more than 100 percent vote give it up to jesus once again i thank god for this miracle and the grace that's working in onc which makes things easier for God's children. Let's appreciate God for this grace. Our last testifier for today says, three weeks of pain in me disappeared, and this happened during miracle service, during our three nights of prophetic power. Hallelujah. That was on 22nd January. She said, Daborakwe is my name. One night as I was enjoying my sleep on my bed, I stretched forth my legs to change my sleeping gears. Unfortunately, I experienced a sudden sharp pain in my left knee, which made it impossible for me to flex it further. The pain became on and off for three long weeks and it was accompanied by itches on my affected knee. But on Sunday, 22nd January, the pain became so severe that working properly became problematic. In the evening of that Sunday, I went to see Reverend Ebenezer Kroonipa for prayers after the close of Miracle Service. The man of God prayed for me after explaining my condition to me. He asked me to stamp my feet on the ground several times. As I did, I felt the pain and the Prophet of God commanded my healing in the name of Jesus. I checked my knee again and, uh, and realized to my joy that the discomfort has disappeared. Let's appreciate God. She didn't go to the hospital. Just by a word of prayer, she received a miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This same man of God will be with us very soon. I want you to open up. God bless you. Amen.
2: Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and celebrate God for their powerful testimony. Some of you are not clapping. I want you to clap your hands and thank God for these testimonies. Amen. Father, we give you all the praise. Yes, this morning we are singing about the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the right shops run in and they are saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
3: How much your
2: I
4: The person.
3: Hey, oh Jesus! We look at the
4: person. Hey, we are a church members. We are one family. Look at the person.
3: So powerful. We are one family.
4: Who are you, child? Look into the eyes of the person and Hey.
3: Sing to the glory of the Lord. Sing to the glory of the Lord. Wanna sing to the glory of the Lord. Make his name. Come on and sing. Glory. 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 Sing glory. glory. Empty your book. glory. glory. Wanna sing to the glory of the Lord. Sing to the glory of
4: the Lord. of the Lord. Make his name known. Wanna sing to the glory of the Lord. Sing to the glory of the Lord.
3: Wanna sing to the glory of the Lord. Make his name sing. Glory. Glory. Glory.
4: Glory.
3: Je te
4: told you that by Sunday I'll come with my music line. Amen, amen. Somebody came to church just to hear me sing. I thought today, somebody celebrate the Lord. Amen and amen. This is music made in overcome
3: Hallelujah. Amen and
4: amen. We give God all the praise and as we're singing and we're dancing in our reggae tune by the grace of God. My father came in, Reverend wow. Prosper Kofi Geraldo. Somebody celebrate him. He's looking good in his political suit.
0: Hallelujah.
4: Amen. Even over something like you, be the next president of Nigeria. i in Ghana over here. Hallelujah. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Amen and amen. we we'll later in the service, we'll just uh, speak to us give us a few words. But lift up your right hand wherever you are. Dear Father, thank you. thank you, this morning, this morning I declare,
2: I declare my, heart open, my heart is open, my mind is ready, my mind is to, ready to receive
4: with humility, receive with humility your, word, your word that can transform my life, that can transform my life. This, morning, this morning I'll be changed,
2: I will be changed, I'll be transformed, I'll be, transformed, I'll be,
4: impacted, I'll be impacted, and I'll, bless, and I'll be by blessed by the power of your word, by the power of in the name of Jesus, in the the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit Directly to, me. directly to me. Speak to my heart. Speak
2: to my heart. Speak to,
4: to my situation. Let me hear from you. Let
2: me hear. Let from my me. life
4: never be the same again. In the name of Jesus, for just some one minute, just begin to talk to the Lord, everybody. He's the reason why we are here. We shouldn't get to the place of mechanical Christianity, religious Christianity, where we are not able to flow with the Lord. He's the reason why we are here this morning. Everybody, will you talk to him now? Will you speak to him now? Will you speak to him now? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Precious Holy Spirit, we are grateful to you. Thank you for your presence and our miss this morning. I know this of clearly, let the minister oracle Thou bless your children and make heaven proud in the name of Jesus Christ the son of the living God somebody shout a big amen kindly take your seat in the presence of the Lord and I want you to turn to three people around you and say that you are welcome to church now I said, tell them pastor that you are welcome to church all you know the person beside you has not been in church for like five years and you are welcoming to so tell the person you are welcome to church Hallelujah. Amen and amen. We give God all the praise. We give Him all the glory. Amen. Precious Holy Spirit, speak to us. Bless us with your word. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. So uh, this morning, I just want to finish up on the subject matter that I've been sharing with you on the subject of the grace of God. The subject of the grace of God. Listen, when you study the Bible, you realize that this matter of grace is a major theme in the Bible. This subject of the grace of God. There's nobody who can make it in this life without the grace of God. Nobody can become great. Nobody can become successful without the grace of God. Listen, I share with you and I told you that uh, if a man is going to be successful in life, how many of us want to be successful? You want to do well in life? Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Listen to me. There are things that we are taught to do. We are taught to be hardworking. We are taught to be very uh, uh, have vision. We are taught to be focused. We are taught to be de- determined and resilient. We are taught to be wise and strategic. If you want to be a, a successful student, you are taught to learn how to bend the midnight candle. If you want to be a successful worker, you are taught to increase your capacity. So a lot of things go into making somebody successful. One man of God with a very great ministry uh, was Asked by somebody that in the nutshell, what is your secret to the growth of your church? He said, uh, the thing cannot be a nutshell because it involves a lot of things. It involves a lot of things that if it was just a nutshell, then I should have been out of work by now because everything i mean summarized into a nutshell. So, for a man to be successful, it means that you must begin to adapt your life according to certain persons and input certain factors and certain ingredients into your life. If you want to enjoy a good jollof, it is not just going to put water on fire and think that, ah, because I want this thing to turn to jollof. Oh, my Father, my Father, let this boiling water turn to jollof. Hira Baba, Hira Baba, Hira Baba, Hira Baba. You die of hunger that day. Glory to Jesus. But there are several ingredients. So you put the. You 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 should have. You know, some of you don't know how to cook jollof. Let me let me teach you a little bit about how to cook jollof. Can I go ahead? Can I go ahead? When you want to prepare your love, make sure you have your 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 <laughs> you, somebody they will make me annoyed with me <laughs> But get your oil there get your onions there get your uh your tomato paste there Get, if you want to have some amount of rough and for it to have a very good texture, get some natural tomatoes as well. Glory to Jesus Christ. And so... You have, you have got you have your saucepan or whatever. You put it on the fire. You put your oil in there. You slice your onions put it in there. When you see that the it's, it is uh, simmering a bit, you put your paste over there and then you begin to prepare. Uh, what is it called? It curry or something? Uh And then and then you prepare it very nicely over there. You put a little salt in there. By that time, you should make sure you have washed. If you want to use fish, you want to use meat, you want to use chicken, you have, If you are going to... Can I go on? <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. I am helping some young man who has never even cooked yam before. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So you allow it to swim and cook, uh, and then you have your stew... Well, within that time, depending on the kind of rice you use, if you use two jimi, you shall wash it by ten, by ten times. <laughs> Amen. But if you use uh, uh, basmati rice, you know sometimes you want to have a, 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 a texture. Or you want to have a certain face to your rice, so you can add a little normal rice and a little basmati rice. You can use percentage of one is three. <laughs> you understand the Proportions. So that it will look like long, basmati and short, uh, normal rice. Are, you, are, are we together? She's writing notes. She's, <laughs> amen, amen. Till the 26th December we are coming. <laughs> Hallelujah. But basically, even the little way I've gotten to your eyes, that there are a number of ingredients that have already come in. Hallelujah. So, if you want to have your tasty jollof, you need to put in a lot of ingredients. Similarly, to be successful in life, there are a lot of factors that are involved. You need to be hardworking, you need to be focused, you need to be disciplined, you need to have very good human relations, you need to have the vision, you need to have a strategy, what you are following to get there. Praise God forevermore. But I have realized in my short life in this earth that there is one factor that if you have lacking in this, uh, in, in this, your love of the life, uh, 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 you will never. It will, it will be almost impossible for you to succeed. And it is not hunger. Glory to Jesus Christ. Oh, please! I know people who put hunger, but it didn't turn out well. Amen and amen. <laughs> Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. So, if you know you have been using hunger and yet you bend the rice, God has on you Glory to Jesus Christ. But I don't know why. Almost everybody I see cooking Jollof, love, the rice it, it bends. Is it part of the food or is it what? Uh, uh. No, no, no. talk if talk to me somebody. Or if you don't know how to cook your love. Oh then I really helped you. <laughs> Almost they like what? They can do. the under. Ah. So it is a strategy. Oh, okay. <laughs> because me I was like, ah, you always seen the rice. Rice, I'm going to use my to buy. We are burning it down like that. But it is a strategy. Amen and amen. But, I say, but before you eat that, the one to taste nice. Make sure you have to make sure your stew and then your, your fish and your meat in there are very good. So that you can stick under there. It looks like I know it's a formula. <laughs> but, <laughs> praise God forevermore. I have realized that there's one factor that where you are missing in your life. No matter how hard you work, no matter how put in the, the discipline, you will never be successful. And that factor is the grace of God. That factor is the grace of God. Without the grace of God, nobody can succeed in life. The Bible tells us about the word grace, and it is uh, a major theme in the Bible. So I started showing you on the stuff the grace, the word. Was a, was a grace embodied that God sent to come and save man, to come and help mankind. John chapter number 1, the verse number 14. The Bible says, and the word became flesh, or the word put on flesh, and dwelt amongst us. He was talking about Jesus. Jesus, the one that we love, the one that we serve, the one who saved us, he is grace personified. Why? Because his entire life was about the salvation of men who do not deserve it. And he was the one that John 1.14 was talking about that he was the word that put on flesh or the word that was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And look at the last phrase in that scripture. He was full of grace. So Jesus was the totality of grace embodied. So grace is a person. Number two, what is grace? Grace is uh, the free, unmerited Favor and consideration and intervention that God has given us. Grace also is a consideration. For instance, you have done something wrong, and then I, uh, because maybe I look at you and I realize that you are weak, and that is why you are, you 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 you, uh, you 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 did that wrong thing. I can look at you and, even despite what you have done wrong, I will consider you graciously. In other words, I'll look at you and say that even though you deserve to be punished, I don't want to punish you. I have shown you a consideration. So grace is that unmerited consideration that comes from God. Ephesians chapter number 2, the verse number 8, talking about our salvation. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved. Lift up your right hand and say, I'm saved by the grace of God. He said, not of works. You see, when I meditate on some of these things, my mind begins to blow. Because it just tells me that it is not about what I can do. It's about what God has done for me. What God has made available for me through Christ Jesus. He said, not of works not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, so God gave us that consideration the Bible said I will be found of people who were not looking for me so it wasn't because we are looking for God that we are saved, it wasn't because we are so righteous that we are saved it wasn't; it has never been because we are so good or maybe we are from a very good family that we are saved it is the grace of God, unmerited consideration, God looked at us and though we were held deserving death so look at us in the verse number 5 of Ephesians chapter 2. The Bible says that we who were dead in our trespasses and our sins. The word trespass means that you have made an error. It means that you have gone to do something or gone to a place that you are not supposed to. Look, the other day somebody came to uh, park their car over here and I drove them out. I said, you are trespassing on a uh, private property. The person said that, oh a church is a public place. I said, yes, but we pay the private money and we <laughs> glory to Jesus Christ <laughs> amen and amen I said you are trespassing I can call the police on you and you found guilty why you are going to a place or, do, or you are doing something that you are not expected to do legally you are not supposed to be there so the Bible said that we were dead in our illegalities we're dead in our unrighteousness. We're dead in our inadequacies. We're dead as a result of, 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 of all the, 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 the things that we, we have done, that we shouldn't have done. That was our nature. So we're people who are deserving of hell. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter number 6, is it verse number 23? What is this over there? Romans 6, verse 23. What I it say? For what? How many have sinned? All have sinned. And was falling short of the glory of God? Are we together? We have all sinned. The Bible is telling us that we're hell-deserving sinners. The way, and so that's Romans 3.23. And the verses 23 supposed to telling us, for the wages of the sin that we committed in Romans 3.23 is what? Death. The wages, the payment of sin is death. That is telling us that we are all deserving of death. Now, the death over here, I have taught you before, that there are three kinds of death according to the Bible. Number one, there is spiritual death. Spiritual death is separation from God. Being taken away from the presence of God. And then there is physical death. That is as a result of the spiritual death. Now, because of that, no matter how old you get, you die in your body one day. Except you are like me, who will be raptured. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. They don't believe who. They may be, so when are you going to die? Since you don't want to be upset, you want to die. Can I? <laughs> Glory to Jesus. So there is physical death. And that's as a result of the spiritual death. When Adam and Eve were driven out of the Garden of Eden, they were separated from God. And then there's what the Bible calls the second death. The second death is on the day of judgment When those who did not die in the law Will be taken out of hell They will be taken out of the sea They will be taken out of the portals of death And the Bible says that They will be cast into the lake of fire a lake that is burning with sulfur and brimstone When we talk about burning sulfur It is a substance that when you breathe in You inhale Because of the, the toxic nature of the sulfur When you inhale it It will melt your intestines and you die It will cause so much irritation In your, in your, in your respiratory system That it will begin to cause uh, It will begin to release its death causing effects so, the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. And that is what Ephesians 2, verse number 5, is telling us. That we're dead in our trespasses and sins. Listen, we have every human being, the Bible says for all of us that as, as many of us have gone for so winning and then we invited about 10 people to church, and all of the 10 of them said they will come, and then the next morning, all 10 of them said, they, all of a sudden, some are not picking their phones, some say they have got an emergency, some say they are traveling to America that day, so, hey, amazing excuses, and it's as soon they went to have a conference call, and they all decided that all of them as one do not accept to come to the church, the Bible says all of us as one, we have sinned against God, and we have gone away from him. That was the state of humanity. That was the state of humanity. So it took the grace of God. So he said that for God to prevent us from uh, going to suffer mm, the second death, the second death which is being cast into the lake of fire. The Bible tells us that he brought salvation unto us. He brought salvation unto humanity so that he pick men out of their trespasses and sins. And he said that instead of us being dead in our trespasses and sins, he will bring us to life. So in the verse number five of Ephesians chapter 2, he says that he quickened us. Now that that let me I'll use a little illustration to explain that quickening. Look, and the Bible tells us that uh, David said in the book of Psalm 15, he said, In sin was I conceived. When we talk about sin, it's not just something you have done wrong It is the nature that you were born with Sin entered into the nature Into the spirit of man So that is why a little child Commits an error And the child knows he has sinned Because sin is in man So we are born with sin inside of us So we are dead It is like having a dead battery But you see, anybody who has driven a little car Every driver is a, a, a small mechanic Every driver is a pocket mechanic. We know that if you want your battery to come back to life, you need to do what? Jump it. You need to jump start it. So how do you do that? You connect that your dead battery to a living battery. And then you use that living battery to charge up that dead battery. Now, when the dead battery is charged up by the life Of the living and powerful battery. When you use the dead battery next time, you see that the battery has come back to life. That is what Jesus Christ did for us. He was a living battery, where the dead battery. When he connected his life to us, our deadness left, and his life came to dwell in us. His life came to dwell in us. Now we can also be presented before God. We also have a relationship with God, and He's telling us in the verse number eight, it is the gift of God. It is a gift of God. It is a gift of God. Listen, nobody should ever say that God has not done anything for you. Just because of the only what that you are looking for that you have not gotten yet. You see that God is not doing anything for me. God is not doing anything for me. my Listen, the salvation you have, it is a gift. It is a gift. If that is the only thing that God gives you, it is enough. That you not die and go to hell and go into the lake of fire. What else are you looking for? Many know how. And then Amen. That is <laughs> <I> the <don't know. laughs> that is the Arabic translation of what else are you are looking for. Amen and amen. That, that wasn't me. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. If salvation was the only thing, Baba, if God is just to save us and deliver us from hell, and even that is the only thing, He has done enough for us. People don't understand what it means to be suffering for all eternity. And you are taken out of that. What more can you ask God for? I see many people there. if God has answered my prayer, I don't get married by 23, I will show God levels. You show God levels. You show God levels. Congratulations. Continue This is why I we'll meet there because we don't meet there. Why I'm going different from that? Amen and amen. If salvation, sir, was the only thing that Jesus did for us, it's enough. It's enough. It's enough. We don't deserve anything else. But I see the same grace that saved us and brought us salvation is also available to give us other things from God. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? That is why I'm telling you that grace is a winning factor. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 9 verse 16. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor him that runneth, it. But it's about God's mercy. It is God that showeth us mercy. May you experience the mercies of God. I tell may you experience the mercies of God. And then number three, what is grace? Grace, I also realize from the Bible, is a spiritual substance. That brings the God factor into your life. You can succeed by hard work. But you suffer. When you use hard work to succeed, by the time you be done, you are worried. You are worn out. You are tired. But when the factor of God, the God factor called grace, comes to work in your life, it brings ease. It brings ease. God steps into the picture. And can i tell you something the reason why this message is so important on my heart is because god wants to step into every area of your life every area of your life god wants him his grace and his goodness to come over there because when it comes there it makes your success easy it makes your success easy may you experience the god factor in your life i said may you experience the god factor in your life say i receive grace say i receive grace so if we are going to grow in the lord shared with you that there are many things that God gives us when we become born again. Number one, he gives us his righteousness. Number two, he gives us his holiness. Number three, he gives us faith. Number four, he gives us grace. Number five, he gives us peace. Number six, he gives us forgiveness. Number seven, he gives us what? Favor. Number eight, he gives us what? See? The way you are looking at me, I don't know whether I should even continue. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody said that, why are you asking as sure You are the preacher. <laughs> You know, the class teacher, who uh, students came. Say you, yeah. Tell me, define this. The person has not experience. I do not know what you are talking about. I've never have had such a teacher before? I used to get so angry. It's just I wasn't that booed, like the way I was talking talk in a class. I said, ah. Now you, I came here to be taught, and you are me, say, hey, If you don't answer, I won't, I won't teach you anymore. I say, ah. If we knew why did we come to class? <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm the only person who has such teachers. They'll be asking you the question as though you are the lecturer. And you are the one going to write the exam to you. You just said the questions. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. So, these things were given us. But some of the things that came to us in salvation, they are fixed, they are permanent. They cannot increase or they cannot decrease. Number one, righteousness. No matter how good or how bad you are, your righteousness cannot change. It is a gift of righteousness. You cannot be more righteous or less righteous. If somebody tells you that, oh, if you go to church a lot, you'll be more righteous, he has deceived you. If somebody tells you that when you don't go to church a lot, you are less righteous, he has deceived you. It is a gift. We're given the righteousness of God. It doesn't go up. Doesn't go down. Holiness. You cannot be more holy or less holy. Why? Because the holiness that we have, He gave it to us as a gift. He, he gave us this nature of holiness, so you cannot be more holy or less holy. But in, in other things like faith, he tells us that there are dimensions of faith. He sometimes he tells us, oh, you have no faith. Sometimes that you of little faith. Sometimes you of great this is great faith. Sometimes he this is strong faith. This is weak faith. He's telling us that there are measurements to faith. So your faith can increase or decrease. Also, when he spoke about grace, you see in the scriptures that grace also has measurements. So you can have various dimensions of grace. So the God factor that comes into your life, there are various dimensions that you can receive. There are various dimensions that you can receive. John chapter 1 verse 14, we see the Bible says Jesus was full of grace. Is that not a measurement? Full. fullness is a measurement. To use the word full is a word of measurement. So grace can be measured. You can have partial grace and you can be full of grace. God's purpose is for us to be full of grace. I said God's purpose for us to be full of grace John chapter 1 verse 16 he said that of his fullness have we received grace upon grace so we can have grace being added to grace grace being added to grace so grace is in measures the more grace that you have the more of God that you see in your life look in 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 2 he talked about multiplied grace it said that let the grace and peace of God be multiplied unto you so your grace can be multiplied when your grace is multiplied it means that the God factor in your life will be multiplied the influence of god the impact of god the power of god the glory of god that brings you into uncommon testimonies can increase the grace of god is what made abraham the abraham that we know it was not because of the righteousness of abraham look at abraham he even went to lie to two kings that his wife was his sister and he used to collect money he used her to collect money The man was not the the, the perfect man. Yet he was a righteous man. Because his righteousness came by faith. His righteousness came by faith. So it was just the grace of God that selected Abraham. You see the same thing in Isaac. You see the same thing in Jacob. You see the same thing in David. Look at who did the Bible say that is the apple of God's eye. David. Do you know the story of David? This guy was a braggadocious young man who will be saying things uh, uh, to his brothers, is that not a cause? Uh, Shama, let me face the giant. You see, because is it, we have painted good pictures of our certain Bible personalities, so anything we say about them we think is good, but we were ordinary human beings like you and I. We were ordinary human beings like you and I. The Bible says that Elijah was a man subject to life passions. In other words, Elijah did not have green blood. Elijah did not have Holy Ghost blood. He had red blood like you and I. What made Elijah powerful? It was the grace of God. It was the grace of God. So all these Bible personalities that we see and we hear, when we begin to study their lives, you realize that they were human beings, had their flaws and their strengths like you and I. So why did they become testimonies? It was God's selection of grace. God's election of grace. So if God can elect somebody like David, who went to see a woman and he could not control himself? He found out that it was wife. He said, I don't care. Somebody's wife. I said, I don't care. Bring her to me. He did not just implicate himself. He implicated his servants also. He went to carry his wife. And then he, he, he began to rap her. I don't know how he was able to rap her. I don't know whether he, that her man had lied. He said, oh baby, when I saw you, my eyes opened. And I see that you are the vision of heaven to me. And then, you see, oh, can oh live forever. Oh, can live forever. Somebody's wife. <laughs> Somebody's wife. Look at her. See, we talk about David, but we don't talk about Bathsheba. She too, she would have said no. Hey. Amen and amen. You see, but you see, ladies and women, I don't know, about overcoming women are not like that. But they like to play victim. They like to play victim. I know a lady she went, she agreed for a man to have his way with her, and then when she came out, she said, you see what you have done to me. see what you have done to me. But the man did really not force you. Know, if you, I don't think any bones are being, I, I don't think i am step anybody's toes over here. Overcome this man, i not like that. Yes. Amen and amen. Praise God forevermore. And he's left with her. <laughs> And not only did he sleep with her, he impregnated her on top. And as I am had impregnated there, he, the husband came. Said, "Hey, this one there, now, go and send this man to the battlefront where I know he will die." He met the husband. Yet he was the one the Bible says was the apple of God's eye. How can that happen? Grace. grace, grace, grace. So if the grace of God can make David a man, the man like women too much. The day the Bible said that he was feeling very sick. And they said, oh, no, no, no. Let us go and test whether well, our king is okay. He went to send a fine damsel to him. And when he looked at him, he said, he said mm, the king is dying. <laughs> because the man has track records. Damselic grace. Damselic grace. The brother woman is in minus. Hey, that kid is realistic. Because they know that his, his, his medicine is quinine and chloroquine. <laughs> it's amazing. And yet this man who could not even control his current, the Bible says it was the apple of God's eye. It was because of this word I'm talking about. Grace. Grace is what God uses to overlook our weaknesses and still be able to bless us. When I discovered that word grace, it means that Papa, if God can overlook our weaknesses, it means that He can do everything for us. Because the only thing that separates man and God is our sin, and if that word grace can cover our sin, what can He not do for us? That's why the Bible says that if He was able to give His only begotten Son for our sins, how much know will He, with Him, not freely give us all things? All things. Mm-hmm. Somebody shall have grace. Grace. Listen, when you are going out there, the reason I know you can be successful is not because, madam, you are intelligent. Though. I know you can be successful for grace. Are you understanding me? The reason why I know you can be a superstar is not because you are strong. No, 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 no. no. Everything everybody has, there's somebody stronger than who has more. <laughs> if I would do... Interdepartment department boxing match in this church. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. And I have Loren as my trainer. Amen. Interpastors. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Anything you have, somebody has more than you. If you want to have a good marriage, it's not about how beautiful you are. As I am growing up little by little, I realize that marriage is not a person. It's the grace of God the grace of God. Beautiful women have been divorced. Beautiful men, a handsome man <laughs> have been thrown aside by their wife. I want you to look at the woman who left the woman to <laughs> So it's not about your seven parts or your nine parts. It's the grace of God. I've seen people who are the best workers and they have been sacked. And I've seen people who were like, they were, I, I remember in a company, a certain woman became the senior secretary and the uh, peer of the, of, of the, of the CEO. And she had not even finished, she they never entered into an, a secretarial school, never entered into university, never entered into any polytechnic. And she was commanding people who were PhD holders, holders, masters holders. I was like, ah, this thing does not add up. But grace does not add up. Fever does not add up. Go and pick one from the dirty place and research him over people who have been kings forever. Is that not the story of David? The man was from the back side of the desert. Now he became a controller of those who were who born in the palace. Grace can lift you up. And I see the grace of God lifting you up. See, it is not by might. It is by the grace of God. Listen to me. Don't ever, ever think that it's because of your righteousness. Any righteousness that you do is because you love God, not because that God is going to use it as a basis to do anything for you. That righteousness will buy you blessings and glory in heaven. But on the earth here, it's only grace. On the earth here. This is someone who says, oh, then this one, that I don't have to live righteously. Oh, do you do whatever I want to do? When we meet in heaven and you are scrubbing toilets, and I'm walking on a seat of gold. You remember that? <laughs> that thing, it is only grace for the earth. Grace is for the earth, so. but in heaven, your works will speak. In heaven, your works will speak. The Bible says, as they are walking, their righteousnesses do follow them. And you are going, and so, why does it follow them? Because it was like, It's like a garment. The Bible says, they will be wearing fine linen, which is the righteousness of the saints. So, as you are going, everybody will see your dress, Everything that you did for God whilst you on earth. Every soul that you won. Every sacrifice you sacrificed for the things of God. Anytime you were, you were tempted to uh, do the wrong thing and you overcame it, it will all be written on your clothes. And so that the things that you are doing. The righteous thing that you are doing. You are sewing clothes for yourself. Now, if you have not done anything, whether you get anything that covers you, listen to me. The things that you are doing for God, you are sewing your clothes. For your future glory. For your future glory. So when I see you in heaven. While somebody is wearing Batakari and Fubu. And our person is wearing 19. And you are walking around. Because that is the only thing you are able to get. That's why the Bible says that be careful who you think you are clothed. He was speaking to one of the churches. The name is not coming. Because it says, you think you are clothed but you are naked. Come and buy for me so that you go and buy clothes for yourself. And when you study Bible history, that church they were considered one of the powerful churches. But they were naked. But they were naked. Listen to me. Make sure you are not naked when we are getting to everything. Serve God. Live for God. Let God use you. No matter what you are doing, whether you are a student, you are a worker, you are whatever. At the end of the day, let God use you. It will buy you eternal rewards. Somebody celebrate the Lord. I think today's message is many, many messages in one. Praise God for you. But let me finish this subject on the grace of God. So grace is in measures. I've spoken about fullness of grace. I've spoken about grace upon grace. I've spoken about multiplied grace. And the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 you can grow in the grace of God. Romans chapter 5, verse 15 talks about overflowing or abundant grace. That is the grace that will put you in dominion. Num- uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 33 talks about great grace. So how can you increase your grace quotient? How can you increase your measure of grace? And that's what I started sharing with you. The first thing is that you have to give your life to Jesus Christ. You must be born again. If you are not born again, you are not receiving any grace. Number two, what did I mention? Humility. The more humble you are, the more grace that comes to you. God has made himself in such a way that he likes to help the weak. Have you realized this from the Bible? If God does not seem to go towards the strong. He has made himself in a way that he goes towards those who are needy, who open up their hearts and say, Lord, I have no strength on my own. So, so humility is strength under control. You may be strong, but he said, no, I'm not going to use my strength. I'm just going to submit to the help of God. It may be the wisest person in the class, but you say, no, I'm not going to use based on my wisdom. I'm going to debate that God I can lie tomorrow more in all my wisdom. If I'm going to be anything, it's your grace. Help me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me. Use me. When you submit to the grace of God, the Bible says he makes more grace abound. We show that humility by being humble to your pastor. By being humble to your elders. By being humble to your parents. By being humble to one another. The Bible tells us that God increases grace upon our lives. So humility. And then number three, I spoke about on, that on Tuesday. Prayer. God uses prayer to increase our grace. Acts chapter 4 verse 31 and 33 tells us that after they had prayed, great grace came upon the church. Number four. I want to mention these two things today. Number four, giving. You want to increase in the God factor. Learn how to give. And this time, there are different types of giving. But more specifically, I have seen from the scriptures. Listen, I am not here to tell you my mind. A good pastor does not share his opinions. He teaches from the word of God. In Bible preaching and teaching, there is something known as exegesis and there is isogesis. Exegesis means you take the word of God and let it explain itself. Isogesis means that you bring an opinion and you now look for scripture to support it. So when you want to interpret the Bible, Bible and new things, it means that let the scriptures speak for themselves. Let the context speak for itself. Whatever you want to learn, you'll pick it from the word. Don't go and bring your own opinion and then now try to force the Bible to support what you are saying. Are you understanding me? The When you add to the word of God, you add cases unto yourself. So anything that I'm teaching you, I have to search it and find it from the scriptures. And then I'll say, uh, so this is what gives this. This is what brings that. This is what brings that. Not me. I'm saying that I I, I think about it. I think this will help. And then I know I'll now go and look for No, 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 no. I'll be trying to put my meaning into the word of God. But that is not good Bible interpretation. Good Bible interpretation means that take the text and open up the text. And see what you find in the text. And that is exegesis. Breaking down, dividing the scriptures. So that you will be able to find out the mind of God. And as I studied the word of God. I realized that giving specifically to anointed men of God. And giving towards kingdom projects. Brings a certain dimension of grace into our lives. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. The Bible said, give and it shall be given to you. Press down, shake it together. Running over, what men give unto your bosom. For the same measure you meet out, it shall be measured back unto you. Second Corinthians chapter 9. You read from the verse number 5. The verse number 5, verse number 6, verse number 7. Talks about the giving grace that the, uh, the, the Corinthian church that they had that he was teaching them about how they were supposed to give liberally. He said therefore I told it necessary to enjoy the brethren that uh, they will go before unto you and to make up beforehand your bounty. He was talking about the you are giving. He said that before he comes there he sends somebody to them to go and encourage them to give. Encourage them to gather something to use to support his ministry as he's is going to preach elsewhere. He said to the beforehand unto your bounty whereof he you had noticed before, so you see when we are going to do fundraising, uh, the, it's in the Bible. You can announce it ahead of time. It says that, I'm not as covetousness, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. The servant says that, every man according as he has purpose in his heart, So let him do what? Give not gradually or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. So he was talking about them giving. Now look at the verse number 8. And, the word and is an interjection, right? Or it's an inter... What is the word? Interjection. Very good. My English is not gone. I speak a lot of tongues, so I'm wondering whether I still speak English. Am I speaking English right now? Oh, okay, then it's English. <laughs> And so when I, when I get tired of things, I begin to speak everywhere. <laughs> and it means that what he's about to talk about is connected to what he was talking about before. So he spoke about them giving and now he said, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Meaning that grace was as a result of their giving. Am I, am I interpreting the Bible correctly? Or you, maybe go and study it later and see. So, giving attracts grace. Listen, the reason why sometimes we don't see it is because we don't know what we are doing. Anytime you are giving, give joyously. Because why? You are attracting something that money cannot buy. You are attracting it onto you. Some people give and they don't, they don't have in their mind that they are attracting grace. Today, I have been sent by God to begin to correct your mentality. Anytime you give, know that you are attracting grace. Anytime you give, so when you are coming. And you need grace for everything. This evening, during miracle service, we'll be praying about grace unlocked. And I'll be telling you the various things that grace can bring. You know grace can give you a building. You know grace can bring you money. You know grace can bring you promotion. You know grace can bring you marriage. You know grace can bring you children. Grace can bring everything. There are things money cannot buy. But when you have grace, grace will bring them to you. Grace will bring them to you. So what do you need? Is it money or grace? Grace. Grace. Look. Without money, I have entered into places. Without even knowing anybody, I have entered as God has brought certain things into my life. Money could not buy them. I didn't even have the money to buy them. But grace introduced me. Grace introduced me. My dear, if you are going to become anything big in life, you need the grace of God. Let's stop depending on ourselves. Let's stop depending on our strength. What will take us up is the grace of God. Is the grace of God. It's the grace of God. Some people, are, you know, why some people are frustrated in their marriage? It is not because they are not trying. Sometimes we accuse people say, no, Oh no no, you are not a good as you are not a good wife. No, they have done everything that they know to do. That's why they are frustrated. Like they say that when there is conflict, this how resolved it. He has tried that and it didn't work. She has tried that and it didn't work. What else am I supposed to do? Some get so tired and they begin to rebel. So that all, oh, forget this and did not cry. And his marriage is going to work. You need the sweetness of grace. When that grace begins to work on the hearts of everybody, everybody in the marriage, and it is received, it is able to help the marriage become glorious. Glory to Jesus Christ. Let grace speak for you. I tell you, let grace be sweet for you. Say, I will depend on the grace of God. Say, Father, give me more grace. When you give, you are receiving grace. When you give, you are receiving grace. Let me show you a few quick things. Look at the Roman centurion in Luke chapter 7. read from the verse number 1 to the verse number 6. The Bible said that his, uh, the servant of the Roman centurion was very sick. And so he, he, was, he, he went to the leaders of the Jews and said, that, Ah, I've heard that there's a Jesus amongst your people who can heal the sick. And the Bible said that they went immediately to where Jesus was preaching. He was preaching in a town called Capernaum. Now the Bible said that when they went to him, they said that Master, this Roman centurion is saying so and so and so. He said that in the verse number four, and when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. Why? Verse 5. For he loved our people, he loved our nation, and he has built us a synagogue. He built a house of worship for them. Look, I told you during one of the earlier services within this year, I don't know whether this month or last month, that everybody should look for a project you do for the house of God this year. Maybe yours, you want to buy a fan. Maybe yours, you want to buy one chair. But look for something. You don't need to get a big project. But do something. It buys you grace. Don't wait for fundraising. If you can buy a standing AC, buy it. Don't wait for church to do fundraising. When you wait for fundraising, sometimes most of the time, fundraising people don't get blessed. Because they give out of necessity, they don't give out of love. They don't give out of will. They give some, even give gradually. Some even give so that everybody will see that ah, hey, I'm going so much, that was so real. some people they never give in secret. Everything has been open. But me, when you come and give me in secret, I won't tell you everybody, anybody. I say God has blessed us with Yes. Amen and amen. I, I, I'm telling you, so when you bring it and I don't see mention your name. Don't get angry. <laughs> I say, God has blessed us with this. God has blessed us with this. God has blessed us with this. i something about here, it, it was individuals who got it. But we don't mention any names. Because what you need is not the human recognition. What you need is a grace that comes upon your life. That comes upon your life. This year, everybody, take it from your pastor. Your pastor is the shepherd of your soul. Have you seen any sheep going the right way on their own? A shepherd must lead them. A pastor is a shepherd. So if you are going to go to your prosperity, listen to your shepherd. The Bible calls us a sheep and the Bible says, has given a shepherd after his own heart. Meaning our prosperity is connected to our pastors. I will not come here and preach to you just to make you happy. I come to preach to you to show you the way to go. If I'm telling you that everybody should look for a project to do in the house of God this year, Take it as a prophetic direction. Everybody, maybe you can do carpets, maybe you can do broom, maybe you can do whatever it is. Try and write your name, write your name in the house of God. Write your name in the house of God. Write your name in the house of God. Don't wait for fundraising. Some of you have done it before. You have silver, uh, what about this project? What about this project? Do it. You want to help the children's church. Oh, every week I'm support, I want to support with it. I want to take care of this. I want to, that's how the church should be. The church shouldn't be about we are going to do this, everybody for say everybody give give even. No, 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 no. People, members of the house of God. If we can reach you know this is the house of God. This is not my house. Amen and amen. This is not my house, this is the house of God. And so God knows what his house needs. But do you know what? His Children are not listening. So he's not able to tell them that, ah, go and buy carpet, go and buy chair, go and buy this, go and buy that. So at the end of the day, it becomes, as though it must become a mass project. There are some projects that should be mass, But that if you are in your house, don't do me chairs. Come on, talk to me, don't do any chairs. So God also has new chairs in his house. If we open our hearts, you see that God will start speaking to you. And when you start receiving from the voice of God we start putting into your hands. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So he said, they said that mm, he's worthy of this. Why? Because he has built up a synagogue. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. The verse number six. The first four or five lines. Words. The Bible says, Then Jesus went with them. The man never spoke to Jesus directly. But because of what he did for the house of God, the grace began to speak for him. The God factor came in. Give towards the house of God. Look for something to do. Not for human recognition. Do it because, you see, some of you can even do things. and may not even be aware. Well, make me aware as much as possible. But it shouldn't be because I am pushing you. Am by the grace of God? Is there anybody I've come to push to do anything? If I've come to push anybody that, no, come and do this, come and do this, come and do this. No, 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 no mean, my pride will not even allow me Amen and Amen Hallelujah let it be something that comes out of your spirit I do a lot of things by the grace of God with my own money for the church and I don't come and announce it it's not because I don't need your recognition I don't need need your clapping I don't need your clapping your clapping can most save me when an accident is in front of me but the grace of God can save me are you understanding me are you understanding me you need more grace. Do more things for the house of God. Start early. The achievers who are listening to me, start early. Start early. i get a, when I get a big job. No, 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 no. If you don't start, you may not get a big job. Start with your one city. You know, last year, something beautiful happened. When we were doing the projects. The achievers were giving money. I think two, two cities or so. They were buying blocks building blocks. When we went to buy blocks, achievements were given. they we were buying blocks. Some of "Oh, Pastor, Papa, I want to buy two. Some them, I want to buy five. And they gave their money towards us. Teenagers I mean, Let's pray for the achievements. Let's pray for the achievements. This church, I know we are going to go very far. Why? Because God is teaching us the right things. After God is teaching us the right things, why did Jesus love Lazarus? Whenever he was in town, the house of Lazarus, they saved him. Go and study John chapter 11. They give him food with. That's where Martha was complaining. Now, as folks, Mary is not coming to join me. He was cooking for who? Jesus. She was cooking for Jesus. So the day Lazarus died, they could send for Jesus. The Bible said that, they, they, when they sent for Jesus, they said, the one whom you love. What? Oh, I thought Jesus loves everybody. How are some people being... Described as the one whom he loved, something special was about them. It's grace. They provoked it by doing things for the man of God. They provoked it by doing things for Jesus Christ. And there's not much time. I wanted to really do a very good day. Uh, break it down. But are going study John chapter 11, 1 to 5. You jump to uh, 35 to 36, and then you jump to John chapter 12, 1 to 3. You see it over there. The house of Lazarus. Martha, Mary, Lazarus. They were living in one house. They were living in one house. It was in that house that on two occasions uh, um, it wasn't Mary. She came to a break. The, uh, uh, and there and there, uh, John chapter 12 verse two. and there they made him a supper and Martha served him and Lazarus was one with so Martha was the one who served again. She served him in John chapter 11. Now she's serving him again in John chapter 12. In John chapter 12 serving the man of God. Serving the man of God. And verse number three, Mary also came with a pound of ointment of spikenard, very expensive. Some people never do expensive things for God. Anytime they want to do something for God, they want something cheap, something cheap, and any more than that, and any more than that, no, 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 costly perfume. She poured it on the feet of Jesus, and she wiped his feet with her hair. She was building a memorial for herself. A memorial for herself. Give! The Shunammite woman. Second Kings chapter 4 verse 8 to 17. What did she get as a result of giving to the man of God? She got a miracle child. She got healing and resurrection for a miracle child. When there was going to be a famine, the prophet announced where? And she escaped the, 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 uh, escape famine. When the famine left and she came back, somebody had taken over her her, her properties. She got her properties back together with all the things the harvest over the years that she had lost. Why? Because she honored the man of God. God started speaking for her. God started speaking for her. In Ghana, I cry here. Even when you buy land, you have to pray. Because somebody can take over that land. Somebody can take over that land. take it over legally. Take it over legally. But because the woman said, the anointing, the anointing also started speaking for her. 2 Timothy chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 15 to 18, Paul talks about one called Onesiphorus. Verse sixteen: the Lord give mercy. That word mercy can also be translated as grace. 2 Timothy 1, 16, the Lord give grace unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me. I was not so ashamed of my chains. And when he was in Rome, he looked for me, sought me out very diligently, and he found me. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And how many things he ministered unto me in Ephesus. Thou knowest very well. The man was continuously serving and helping the man of God. What was the man buying for himself? Grace. Your giving will bring grace. And then finally, what brings grace into your life? The knowledge of God. Get to know God. Get intimate with God. The closer you get to God, the more the grace of God rubs on you. The more you, the grace of God wraps on you. When you get to the place where you are intimate with the presence of God, grace comes into your life. And when that grace comes into your life, it you begins to manifest in every area of your life. If you don't know how to spend time with God, you cannot get intimate with God. When I talk about the knowledge of God, I'm not just talking about knowing about God or knowing some Bible scriptures. I'm talking about intimacy with God. Paul, the apostle of grace, he was the one who said that that I may know him. Philippians chapter 3 the verse number 10 said that I may know him, that word is from the word genosko, it's talking about intimate knowledge intimate knowledge of God that word also means uh, according to the, 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 the Greek idiom, it also has to do with uh, the relationship between, an intimate relationship between a man and a woman, he said that I may have that kind of intimacy with God intimacy with God, and so you, get, you have to get to the place where you don't just know about God, but you are intimate with God. You know the problem in the church of God today, and I'm ending on this note. I'm ending on this so Everybody look up at me. It's very very important. If I don't share this with you, I've not done what God has sent me to do. The problem with the church of God today is that not many of us are intimate with God anymore. When we are praying, we are just praying because of our needs. We don't know God. Our hearts are not open to God. When we, some of us can even sit in a vehicle and pray We don't think about God. Our hearts are not close to God. We don't even consult Him on issues concerning our lives. We take decisions on our own. It's as though we come to church with our body. But our hearts are far away from God. But God says, I am looking for your heart first. And your body next. I need your heart. I need your heart. I need your heart. God is saying that when you give him attention. And you bring him into your case. Listen, there are some of you, I cannot do certain things for you. I cannot even just simply walk into your house. Because we've, we've, we've not grown close to each other. But at some I can come to you and then, hey, I can even come to and say, no, put this here, put this here. Some of you when I come to your house, I'm even afraid. Because you have not allowed us to get closer. You see me as your pastor, but you don't see me as your family. Because of that, there are things I cannot do for you. Similarly, when you don't bring God to a certain place of intimacy with Him. When you read the Bible, and you can never be intimate to God without meditating on the Scriptures. When you read the Bible, do you just read it? Do you think about the Word of God? When you're on the street walking from your house or one, from one place to another, do you think about the Word of God? When you're seated alone, is it just when you're hearing the preaching like this that you know of the Word of God? But on your own, what do you do? Some of us, in fact, many of us, the Lord is telling me, when we close from church like this, by the time we get to the gate, we have forgotten the preaching. It's not funny. It's not funny. And that's why the preaching is not working for us. The word of God is not working for us. Listen, when we get to the house, the Bible calls the, uh, 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 people in the book of Acts the Berean church. It said that they were honorable more than all the other churches. Why? When they have been taught by Paul, when they go home, they go and check whether the things that Paul said were true. And that's what made them honorable. We don't think about the word. Ah, Pastor said humility. Some of us, by the time we get to our house, hey, we're going to see our mother. and we, We're going to see that sister that offended us. He's nine. You see that brother that told tell, tell you before he came to church. You, you've forgotten all about the humility. Oh, I know the way you do your face. You know, don't pretend to be laughing in church. When you get to the house, they tell Some of them know how to they can size their parents. Uh, grace, when you you Grace, her uh, own, uh, the time she finished with you is that like they have undressed you. And some of the guys, like army general, yeah. I mean we just spoke about humility, just five minutes ago, you have forgotten the word of God. How can the grace work? Don't forget. Listen, learn how to keep the word of God in your heart. Thinking about the word and thinking about God. Hey, this thing that pastor preached today is serious. So, hey, you are thinking about it the whole day. Don't go and sit in the house. As, some it, as soon as you close now, you meet your friend. Hey! KJ, 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 KJ. That's your the, the nickname. You laugh, 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 laugh. laugh, laugh. You forget everything. Tommy, hey, Tommy, Tommy. Oh. Yeah, by the time you get to the gate... <laughs> Everything is done. Tuga! Sally, to That's the to tell hey, you need to open close tally. me today the word night was for me. Today that word was for me. Especially that humility area. The rough I do before I come to church night. What are you doing? i letting the word of God enter. Enter. Some 2, as I'm talking right now, the person see visions. What is the vision? For four <laughs> say, Pastor, uh, 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 11, 13, oh yes. And uh, see, the word is not going inside. A uh, seven-year British now, Daniel Dianney. Show. Lord, show. the bana you see, you see you. see what I'm talking about? Too? You see what I'm talking about? Say, Pastor, I didn't plan to fast. Look at the way my stomach is dreaming. Your mind is on. But you see, when you are that way, you cannot know God. To know God is to be intimate with God. It's like sexual intercourse. When you get to the place of knowing God, it brings you to inseparability, oneness. Listen, when there's a certain dimension of knowing God that produces orgasmic feelings. There's a a certain dimension of joy when you get closer to God and intimate with God. It produces spasms of joy. If you have not gotten there yet, you have not touched God. You've not gotten to the place. Something is doing your inside. Something is employing your mind. There's a realm. You, no, no, listen to me. It's true. There's a realm you can get in God when you are thinking about God and then all of a sudden you can be just laughing. You Nobody, know, everybody, uh, what, what are you laughing? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just thinking about God. If you have not gotten to that place, brother, you have not started walking with God. You have not started walking with God. Every time all you are thinking, you are too serious in your mind thinking about things that will end with life. But God will never end. God will never end. This morning I've come to share with you if you want to know God, if you want the grace of God, you want to increase, let the God factor come into your life. Get closer to God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. How many of them? Acknowledge Him. It is over there. Know Him. Acknowledge Him. And it shall make your path straight. That means that it shall make you successful. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord help us to apply all these five elements. The element of giving our lives to Christ. If you are not born again yesterday, give your life to Christ. The element of humility. The element of prayer. Being a prayerful Christian brings grace into your life. The element of giving. Some of us don't know how to give. And every time we have to give, even the simple 10% times, we always are giving. We God give you the grace to be able to release. 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 And then the elements of getting closer to the Lord in intimate fellowship, In humble adoration, we bow before your throne. As we come into your presence, I you alone. Stand on your feet, everybody. You want to just worship God for just some three, minutes, three, five minutes. We worship you
3: today. We worship you. We worship you today. We worship you. We worship you.
0: We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.evinasaokounipadusco or call 0546-363957. God bless you.